Bonjourno, everyone. Season two. Season two, episode two. I thought I was going to get confused then between season two, episode one and two. No, it's season two, episode two. And today it's just me, myself and you talking about the industry, the fitness industry's perceived version of success. And in this one, I, I, I do go on a, on a little bit of a rant, but the reality is I want you to spend the next few minutes really thinking about what the perfect career might look like for you and that what your perfect working day looks like uh because our industry sold so many dreams like unless you're earning six or the new thing seven figures somehow you're less of a success than somebody that is doing that when i know plenty of people that are earning crazy money but living a really sad life so in this one i want to talk a little bit about success and if this resonates with you in any way um send me an email chris at liftthebar.com i would genuinely love to hear from you i'd love to hear all about um what you're doing to build your own version of a successful happy career remember success is not a destination success is living in the process and i really wish that for all of you so without any further ado we're going to go live in three in two in one off we go now, I've been in the industry for a long time now, long enough to see kind of what the interpretation of what a successful trainer is meant to be. And more importantly, kind of what a successful trainer is sold as when it comes to like things that advertise that. So there's a lot of trainers that have been sold this thing whereby unless they are earning six or the new thing, seven figures and not training any clients, not trading their time for money and don't have a big scalable business, somehow that they are not a successful personal trainer. And we all know there's more to being a success in life than purely how many customers you have. That's really important to get across straight away. And that's even before we get onto the things like the most successful personal trainer and world-class this and the UK's leading that. It's like the last time I looked, there's not an Olympics for personal trainers. So somebody calling themselves the leading this or that, a lot of the times them talking themselves up and it means nothing. It only means something if people genuinely believe that. Like to be a successful personal trainer, first and, for, first and foremost, you need to love being a trainer and love training your clients, your clients. Like when I think about my clients, I know, I know full well that I'm the best trainer in the world for them because I believe in them. I've tried to paint a vision of who it is they're going to be when they're a little bit stronger, a little bit fitter, a little bit more confident, a little bit more healthy and all this stuff that goes with it. I know full well, you can get, you know, X, Y, or Z famous trainer to come and train my client for a day. My client would absolutely be desperate for me to come back in the room. You could get Joe Wicks, James Smith, whoever it may be, the, the next, the next name that comes through to come and train my clients. And my clients would want me back in an instant because that's what great training is. It's building great relationships and then believing in the vision you have for them. So each and every one of you is the world's leading personal trainers for your individual clients. There's no such thing as the world's best trainer, the UK's most successful trainer and all this, that and the other, because it just doesn't exist that way. A really sad thing is that I get emails from people saying, Chris, I'm feeling like I'm missing out on something. I've got a really happy home life. I've got really good work-life balance. I've got, I'm earning an amount of money I'm really comfortable with. I'm putting some money away into savings, but somehow I don't feel successful. It's like, it's absolutely absurd. On the flip side to that, I know that there's plenty of people, I know, I literally know plenty of people who have gone from the gym floor to owning their own gym, to owning multiple gyms, to having a staff set, like, a, like managing 30, 40, 50 members of staff 
who've hated every second of who they've become because it becomes all-consuming. They've got no quality of family life, no quality of social life, and nothing outside of the job. The job becomes everything. And you can tell the signs of when the job is becoming everything because everyone's good friends is also an industry name. It's like my good friends, Tim, Dave, Samson. You've never met these people. In fact, you might have seen Timmy's on Bargain Hunt. He's a presenter on there. But you've not met anybody else. Like these are everyone should cling to their genuine good friends. Like, tell me the amount of time you spend with the people who help make you who you are. And then I'll tell you whether or not I feel that I think your life is going in a direction you want it to go. Because look, I'm the first to admit for six or seven years, I barely saw my very best friends because I was trying to chase a dream of success that really I had no business chasing. Like my personal training career has given me so much. It's given me so much. And what I mean by that is I get to have dogs. Going on a dog walk every day is the most, one of the most vital things in my life. If I don't do that each day, I become like mentally uh, fatigued and tired. I take my dogs to a really quiet place, an hour long walk every day out in nature. And I have a job that allows me to do that because during the middle of the day, I don't have clients. Like I get to drop my daughters off at school and collect them or at very least do one of those shifts because I don't have to, if I don't want to, I don't have to do sessions at between 8.30 and 9.30 or 2.30 and 3.30 because I know my clients will train at 6 a.m. I don't mind getting up early. People say, oh, if you're doing the early sessions still, running yourself into the ground, what kind of trainer are you? You don't have a scalable business and all this nonsense. Like for me, I can do a six o'clock session, a seven o'clock session, and earn a good amount of money before I've even done the school run. Then I can do the school run, do the dog walk, hang out with Sam, go training with Claire from the LTB office, one of my very best friends. Then I can work on LTB for a couple of hours, collect the kids. Then if I want to do evening sessions, I can do them as well. So I've built my entire perfect idea of life, like work-life balance around being a PT. If I worked a nine-to-five job, then that wouldn't be so possible. I couldn't have dogs because I couldn't like walk them during the day. I wouldn't move around as much. I wouldn't have so much fulfillment. I get to wake up every morning, do a six o'clock session with somebody who is willing to get up an unruly hour to spend time with me so I can bring the best out in them. How much of a privilege is that? You're telling me that's not a success. How can somebody say that's not a successful trainer if people are willing to get up at a stupid time in the morning in order to be trained because they think that I'm the best person to bring the best out in them? It's such a privilege. It's such a privilege. So whilst there are going to be times in our industry when you feel like you're not as successful as this trainer or that trainer that might be earning more money, that might be going on holiday more, but if you're living a life whereby your work-life balance is calm, you're saving a bit of money, you're not facing financial pressure, what a brilliant position that is. If you're getting a lot out of your clients and your clients are getting a lot out of you, it's a mutual good, close working relationship. What an amazing life that is. That's life fulfillment because it means you're doing a job that genuinely brings the best out in you. Honestly, like there's so, so much I could go into on this, but I just wanted to give this little quick reminder just for you today that success can only be defined as what you want it to be. Like if I was to ask you the question, Kathy McDonald asked me this and she's um, somebody that does courses for Lift the Bar and has done many workshops for us. She asked me a few years back, she said, what does the perfect working day, what would it look like for you? What, in fact, what would the perfect day look like for you? Do you know what? If I was to live my perfect day, I would 
hang out with the girls. I'd go on a dog walk. I'd have time to spend with, with my wife. And I get to do that every single day. That's my perfect day. I get to do that. I live in a place that I love. So like the thought of traveling for me is horrible. The thought of living in a hot, sweaty place, also horrible. Um, I'm close to my friends. I'm close to my family. And I get to do personal training in person with clients around that. All I wish for you, for you listening to this or watching this, is that you figure out what the perfect working day looks like for you, how many sessions you're doing, who's involved in it, and build that version of success for yourself. Because when you do, I promise you, you'll have such a fulfilled career. And that's what this is all about. The more fulfilled you feel, the more lives you're going to change to go with it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you in the next one.